Hey everyone and welcome back to the Goddess Pod. I'm your host, Kavya Sambasivam, and I'm just so happy that y'all chose to tune in today. Thank you so much to all of my returning listeners. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for being here. This is like the rebirth of the Goddess Pod. If you've been here with me for a while, you know that I launched in 2020, did a few episodes, went through a horrible breakup, graduation, transitions, a lot was on my plate at the same time, and without any hesitation, I decided to make a giant list of excuses as to why I should probably take a break from the goddess pod. And mind you, like I do really believe in taking breaks for your mental health. It's very important to not burn out, to not force yourself to do things that are going to be unhealthy for you and put you in a toxic mindset. But at the same time, we do have to know when to stand up. And that is kind of what today's episode is going to be about. Recently, I feel like myself, my loved ones, a lot of people that I know, just kind of like the age group that I'm in, uh, everyone is dealing with this general theme of transitions. Whether you moved somewhere, whether you graduated, whether you're getting a new job, or honestly, just as a whole, the transition into a new type of society with new social norms and regulations. And there's just been a lot of change for a lot of us. Change and transition obviously are huge factors for people that are in their 20s, early 30s, young adults, pretty much. But that is a factor of life that really never goes away. The only constant is change. We hear that all the time. So for today's episode, I just wanted to sit down and talk to you guys about my experience with change recently and how I've been navigating that because it has not been perfect and I have been struggling a lot more with these transitions than I thought I would. Also, I've just been able to communicate with so many people that have undergone large amounts of change in the past few years. So I wanted to impart some of the knowledge and lessons that I've found during this and see if any of it resonates with you guys. We're just going to sit down and catch up. Imagine I'm your best friend from high school who you haven't FaceTimed in three to five years. So we just have a lot of area to cover. That is what this podcast episode is going to feel like. Before we get into the meat of today's episode, y'all know the tradition has to stay. I'm going to go ahead and do my high and not so high of the week and then my favorite of the week. This week, my best moment so far. If y'all don't know this, I recently moved to Los Angeles. I moved in September of last year and y'all, I came completely in the dark. Like I had a very small group of acquaintances out here nobody super close, no direct family, nothing like that. So I do have like some people that I know from pageant or from my agency, random friends, but no one that I really felt at home and comfortable with. So one of my friends, and she actually owns this brand called Show Me Your Moomoo. Her name is Cami A. Bear, literally an icon. Love her. I met her back in the pageant days. She has two little kids and she invited me over on Sunday to come and hang out with the babies. And we just like got ice cream and walked around. It was the most wholesome day that I've had in such a long time. And that's one thing that I did not realize I was going to miss 
when I moved to a big city. I miss being around little kids and small animals and just having that feeling of adoration and admiring cute things. That is something that I feel super deprived of, y'all. I'm someone that is very loving and very family-oriented, so moving into this city relative to like other cities has been a bit difficult for me. I always am like on the phone with my mom and I'll be like, mom, I do not remember the last time I got a hug. Like I'm telling you guys, it's 2022. I think I've gotten like five hugs this year and we're going into April. So that is just not cutting it for me. So getting to go be with a family and hang out in a normal fun Sunday setting just rejuvenated me in ways I did not realize that I needed. Flip side of that coin, my not so high actually happened today. I had thought that I was booked for a job tomorrow, March 29th. Today flew by and I hadn't really had any details on the call time for tomorrow or anything. So I spent all day doing my kind of prep work that I do before shoots, which is washing my hair a three to four hour process including like oiling it and doing my whole ayurvedic routine and the face masks working out just all the stuff that i need to do before a shoot to feel at my best okay so i emailed my agents and i was like hey guys like can you let me know when the call time is for tomorrow because i don't know what time i need to wake up and what these gas prices like i don't know there's a lot of variables that I need to figure out before I shoot. They responded. They were like, oh, sorry, like the client messed up the date. You're actually working April 29th. And no, this is a really small inconvenience. Like in on the scale of inconveniences, this is a very small one. You know, I'm just grateful to have work in general. But I remember just sitting there and being like, damn, I really could have relaxed today and done a real self-care day. But instead, I've been like, when Cassie wakes up at like 4 a.m. and does the whole routine, that's how I felt the entire day. So anyways, it wasn't a huge problem because I needed to get all this stuff done. And I just ended up getting a free intensive self-care day out of it. But yeah, and now tomorrow I have nothing on my agenda. So I need to kind of plan it out because... If I don't have anything on my agenda, I become such a couch potato on my off days. I need to start living life better, romanticizing doing things on my own. And these are the things that really eat me up inside. And this is a very surface level, not so high. And I kept it that way for a reason, because this is just the tip of the iceberg of things I've kind of been dealing with intrinsically, mentally for the past year not even since I moved here for the past year and a half. So we'll dive more into that as we get into the episode. Okay, my favorite of the week. This is for all my podcast lovers. If you're here, hopefully you're already a podcast lover. I have a top number one favorite podcast that feels like home to me. I don't know if I've talked about this before on the Goddess Pod or I've definitely mentioned it on my Instagram stories or something like that. But My favorite podcast of all time is called My Favorite Murder. It's by Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgariff. It's a comedy slash true crime podcast. I've been listening to them since I think like 2017 or 2018. Whenever I hear Georgia and Karen's voices, you know, just making jokes about serial killers and telling their stories in the way that they tell them, 
I swear it brings me back to Athens, Georgia. I feel like I am walking to campus on a crisp fall day. I'm waiting to get into my management and information systems technology class. (laughs) Like it just makes me feel like I'm at home. If you like true crime, if you like stand-up comedy, y'all have got to check out My Favorite Murder. I'm telling you, my favorite podcast of all time. Okay, are y'all ready to jump in to today's episode? Because I'm excited for this one, y'all. This one is really coming from the heart for me. Today's episode is called Spring Flowers. I always like to have a good, strong visual for these episodes so that you guys just have a good picture of what is going on and it's easy to recall what we talked about in the episode, okay? Before we get into the actual content of it, I want to read you guys this poem that I found by Kristen Rogers, which was kind of the inspiration for the content today, okay? So here it is. Every season of the heart has its own perfect time and an important purpose. Even those that shake you, like the harsh winds of fall shake the trees, for they help you drop unnecessary things. Even those that challenge your footing, like the rains of spring loosen the ground beneath a flower's roots, because they give you a chance to dig even deeper. And even those that feel like they chill you almost to death, like the winter cold does to a once vibrant flower, for they cleanse and ready you for the beauty of your coming spring. Honestly, I think I need to start narrating children's books. In all seriousness, this poem really stuck out to me. And it's very simple, like just the concept of good comes after bad. It's this never ending cycle. Seeing those negative periods as necessary is what changes the game. That is what allows your flowers to bloom. The most comforting part about this poem to me is that it is the most clear-cut example of the abundance mindset, right? If you see negative things or painful experiences as situations that make room for more good, instead of crashing down at the wave, you're able to withstand the waves differently. That is a concept that I have been aware of for my entire life, but losing sight of in recent months. I think a lot of that is because of change. When you're destabilized, thrown into a new environment, new stimulus, like there's just everything around you is different. It is easy to let go of what it is that we know. It doesn't even have to be in a big city. When you're thrown into a new friends group where maybe the values and the morals are not that similar to your own, you start to lose track of what you know and what you don't know. Things become very confusing, blurred lines, and reality itself just becomes hazy. I bring up that specific example of morals and losing, lapsing your own judgment because I feel that this is one of the biggest mistakes that people make during a big change or transition. Surrounding yourself with the wrong people. I'm, you know, going through this right now because when you're going through a lot of change, one of our natural instincts is to stay in contact or keep toxic people and toxic relationships in our lives because it just provides a sense of security and comfort that we're craving 
in a new situation where we feel uprooted or whatever. Now, in some cases, you can rebuild relationships from a different place, right? Your relationships can support you to different extents at different periods of your life. Maybe your best friend from high school was really supportive for you when you guys were going through similar things and in the same place and had mutual connections. But now y'all live across the country from each other and your lives don't overlap. There's not really much you can do for each other. So you've outgrown each other to a certain extent. That's a very real thing. And I'm not going to sit here and tell y'all to cut everybody out of your life. Now, I am a more introverted person whose mantra has always been have a small and strong support system over like an expansive, weak support system, right? I'd rather have three close friends than a hundred shitty friends. I think that people often tell us that when you go to a new place, you got to throw yourself out there, like dive into the deep end, surround yourself with as much different energy as you can find and whatever sticks to the wall, that's where your friends are. I think that's a mistake. I think that the best way to find the right support is to go towards groups that already have a lot of things in common with you. Rely on your built-in support system that has been there for you from the beginning. If you're lucky enough to have that, I am. I have an amazing family, so half of my support is blood related to me and was built in. But when it comes to finding new connections, I think you have to be very selective with your energy during change and transition because you are at such a vulnerable state that whatever energy is introduced into your life is bound to have a greater impact than when you meet someone at a more stable point. So now I want to talk about some overlaps that I have noticed between me and some of my friends, close ones, and I'm not going to name drop, so no one needs to be scared of what I'm going to say here, but from the conversations I've had with people recently, I've just felt so much ease and comfort because I realize how not alone I am. So I graduated in December 2020, and a lot of my friends have graduated like in the past year or so and with covid and everything going on the time construct has just completely crumbled so all of us are recent grads let's just simplify it to that and that period whether you went to college or not that period of like just starting your adulthood and starting your adult life is truly terrifying. Some people have been practicing this for a long time, but personally, I was very irresponsible with a lot of things until I had no choice but to be responsible. So I have friends who are doing all different things. Like I have one friend who is in New York City, like going to an Ivy League law school and just genius vibes. And then I have friends out in LA who are booking campaigns for amazing designers. And then I have a cousin who's like a realtor and everybody is doing things that are so incredible. They're accomplishing their dreams. Like the 15 year old versions of us would be so stoked to know what we're doing today. I feel like my entire circle, all my friends have kind of gone on the path that we would have expected them to go on. Regardless of that fact, we're all 
truly terrified. I'm not going to generalize because I know some of my friends are like a lot more stable and comfortable and happy than others, but everyone is scared, dude. Like that has been my biggest takeaway. Everybody is scared to a certain extent. I don't even think that the fear is necessarily failure. I think the fear is the possibility that we could completely be going in the wrong direction and have to start over from scratch. Something I have to tell myself every single day is you did not get this far to only get this far. It is okay to change your mind. It is okay to have different things piquing your interests and dip your toes into the water. Your 20s, your 30s, like this is the time to try everything and figure out how you can monetize and sustain different things and what makes you happy, right? But ultimately, the purpose doesn't need to be rooted in accomplishment and following a path. The purpose needs to be rooted in happiness and waking up excited for the day. Just for full transparency, and I'm not saying this to get sympathy or anything, but I have been significantly less happy in the past like year than I've ever been in my life, honestly. And here is the trend that I noticed. This period of unhappiness is literally directly linked with my own loss of romanticizing small things in life. Because I'm accomplishing things that I wrote down and manifested and dreamed of. Like my entire life, I've been dreaming of the things that I'm doing today. The reason that I have felt less happy is because I have fallen out of love with doing small things like the dishes or waking up and feeling like, yes, like I'm going to get it today. Today, I get to go and do content. I get to go and have a meeting with this person. Instead of the I get to mindset, I have sort of reverted into the I have to mindset. And that is a difference that is so important, you guys. Like That is the reason that I think adults yearn for their youths so severely is because when we're young it's the I get to I get to do this everything is exciting everything seems like it's 10 times brighter the colors are more vibrant then you get older and you start to feel very disillusioned by society and the way things should be right we live in a very accomplishment based society but The fact of the matter, and I'm going to say this like a hundred times throughout the course of this podcast, success is not a destination. And even if it was, success is definitely not based on merit and accomplishment. As much as your friends and your family and whoever is telling you that your accolades matter and that's what defines you, it is absolutely not. The people that I notice the most in these rooms of incredible people that I'm in all the time, the people I notice the most are the ones who are genuinely happy to be there. They're not there to take anything from anyone. They're not there to rub anything in anyone's faces. They're there. They are grateful and they make everybody feel their warmth and their energy effortlessly. And that is the definition of goddess 
energy, right? So that is what I have for y'all today. Just some food for thought. I want y'all to let this kind of marinate in your minds throughout your week. And if you have any stories about change and transition, transformation, anything that you have learned in this chapter of your life, please send them in. I would love to do another Starlight session where I read y'all's submissions and kind of share and reflect on what we're doing together as a community, just growing, learning, and improving every day. We get 1% better every day. That's the goal. Be sure to follow the Goddess Pod on Instagram. We have the coolest aesthetic. It's just so ethereal and beautiful. And then of course, you can keep up with me, Kavya, on my personal pages, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. My username is Kavi Kiwi. That's K-A-A-V-I-K-I-W-I, like the fruit, kiwi. But I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in and I will see y'all next week. 